Hey there, Veg Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a more compassionate plant-based lifestyle. I am one of your hosts, Vicki. And this is Larissa. Now, it is extremely hot here in South Texas right now. It's disgusting. It is. It really is. August in South Texas is not somewhere you want to be. This is... Yeah, we're, I was laughing with somebody saying, you pretty much see everybody... Like early in the morning mm-hmm. and then 11 people disappear <laughs> and then you don't see them till like nine o'clock at night. It's like tumbleweeds rolling through the street. Well, and re- yeah. And remember like you were, uh, you had your, you were checking the, what you were outside with the dogs and the sun was already down. It was already it was like 10 PM ni- or yeah, something. Yeah. Nine or 10. And it was 93. That is too, way too hot. <laughs> way it's too like hot. like opening, when you open the back door, it's like opening the oven that's set to 500 degrees. Yes. And you like get this rush of hot air. Yes, definitely. And there, there's a lot of dangers with the heat. And most of us know about the dangers of leaving pets in a hot car. Even a few minutes can kill your pet. And the sad truth is, still, hundreds of pets mm-hmm. each year die from a heat stroke because they were left in a hot car. That just breaks my heart. It really does. Well, it breaks your heart and it makes you really angry. It just <laughs> it makes, makes me, me so want to angry. Go to jail. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, uh, another way pets are injured though and killed each year, and a lot of people don't really think about this very much, is in car accidents. And mm-hmm. we just had a friend that had a car accident. Mm-hmm. And her dog was with her. Luckily, the dog was not injured. But we were watching something else. I think it was Live PD. Mm -hmm. And there was a guy who flipped his car and his dog was terrified. And Mm -hmm. the dog was unrestrained. Again, it didn't look like the dog was injured, but easily could have gone through the windshield. Right. A small pet sitting in the front seat on your lap or hanging out of the window can be extremely dangerous so mm-hmm. i see this all the time especially with small yes pets. like little yorkies and <sighs> chihuahuas it's not and stuff. cute to put them between you and the steering wheel because no. if there's an accident that pet is pretty much a goner and also the other thing is you know hanging the the head out the window and all that stuff so in today's episode of the vegetarian zen podcast we're going to talk about car restraints for your dog and i know some people have commented in the past that oh this is um Oh, it's mean to put them in the... No, I think it's mean, it's to, mean not to. to not to do that. <laughs> exactly. It's no meaner than it would be to put your child in a, in a car seat. Right. And the important thing is that not all dog car restraints are created equal. And that's something that you found out. And, you know, when you, do, you were doing the, uh, the research for this episode, you were coming back and telling me, you know, um, it, this is not good or this is, you know... I was just as we thought it It was, and yeah, yeah, it was very eye-opening episode. So even if you don't have your own dog, the chances are you know someone who does. So this information we're going to share with you today may help you save either the life of your pet or of someone else's. That's right. All right, but before we get into that, we do have a new rating. We do have a new rating. I'm so excited. This is from I S A D U V. Mm-hmm. And the title of the review is Uplifting, Positive, and Inspiring. It says, I have been a vegetarian for a few months now and listen to Vicki and Larissa every day trying to catch up with the podcasts. They motivate me and inspire me to be a better vegetarian and person. 
their non-judgmental podcast banter and interesting information makes me in a good mood for the day. Thanks. And it's signed Isabel D. Nice. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I also want to say thank you because I recently posted in, we almost went this episode without a rating, an iTunes rating, because uh, we had run out. And I I posted in the peas and carrots. I said, hey, guys, if you uh, if you haven't left us a rating yet, can you please do so? So we have uh, a, a rating to read on the show. That's right. And and some folks came through for us, including Isabel, Isabel D. And we had several more. So if you haven't left us a rating, we would greatly appreciate it. It does help bump us up in the search engine that is iTunes. And that means more people find us. And we love to make new friends. So That's right. please be sure to leave us a rating. All right. Today's episode is being sponsored by Buddha Bowls, the vegetarian Zen way. Yes, that is our first ebook that was released in mid-July, and it is doing very well. We've heard some positive feedback from folks, and we see some some sales coming in, which is really nice. And we hope it's giving you guys some ideas for Buddha Bowls. Now, if you don't know what Buddha Bowls are, I know you've seen them. They're these pretty little bowls of food. You see them all the time on Instagram. Uh, they're also called power bowls or nourish bowls, macro bowls, hippie bowls, sunshine, sunshine. Depending I like on sunshine, I guess it depends on who who is uh, doing the bowl, right? Right. If they're like some power lifter. It's a macro yeah. bowl, but if they're some, uh, I don't know, some hippie, hippie? <laughs> it's a hippie bowl. <laughs> <laughs> but these are essentially bowls, like I said, full, uh, filled with vibrant, healthy food. And while they are typically plant-based and dairy-free, I have seen some variations that include fish and meat, which can work well in households, including in our community, mm-hmm. where there's mixed households. So some right. people are vegan and some people are not. And this works very well because you can just create the food and then let people put in their bowl whatever they want to. This That's is what right. actually one of the things that made us fall in love with it because, you know, we've talked about meal planning is very challenging. And we've been when we were omnivores, it was less challenging because we kind of just ate the same thing and we ate meat almost every day. I can't I don't know that we ever didn't eat meat, right? Yeah. We, yeah, I pretty much. And I think it took a little less effort for us to just think of some sort of meat with yeah, potatoes and some, a vegetable. Right, that was pretty exactly. much what it was. And so when we became vegetarians, obviously we didn't want to be thinking like that. So we had to change that. And we also had to think about nutrition and such. So in this book, we tell you what bootables are. And we also give you kind of the breakdown. So how they're, what you, there's there's a little bit of method to putting them together. But of course, you can be as creative as you want and, and uh, tailor them to your own tastes. Mm-hmm. You know, Larissa's picky. <laughs> no. Surprise. No, not me. You can tailor it to your own taste. And and again, it's they work very well for families that are have mixed eating requirements. That's right. And if you have bought the book, thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. Uh, if you haven't, but you're interested in buying it, you can go to uh, vegetarianzen.com forward slash Buddha Bowl book. That will take you to the... Um, the kind of uh, landing page for the book, and there's a buy now button on there. The landing page, as the kids say. The, as the kids say. Kid, <laughs> do the kids say that? As um, the entrepreneurial kids say. Okay, there you go. <laughs> um, and then uh, one more thing that I wanted to add before we get into talking about uh, safety for dogs. We're looking to do maybe some more small ebooks like this. And we would love to know. Uh, any suggestions that you might have for topics? 
Yeah, that'd be great. We'd love. We always try to provide value. And this ebook is for is at the very affordable price mm-hmm. of four ninety nine. Right. We just wanted to put something out there to help you guys, based on some of the past posts that we've seen mm-hmm. in peas and carrots and emails that we received back. And we thought, you know, we know that everyone is challenged with mm-hmm. meal planning ideas and recipes. So please send us a, an email. You can send it to me actually, Vicky at vegetarianzen.com. If you have any ideas, and even if it's not an ebook, maybe it's something else that mm-hmm. you're interested in seeing us put out. We would be glad to listen to your recommendation. Absolutely. Anything that would help you. That's exactly. what we're here for. All right. Speaking of helping. Let's help the puppy dogs. Let's help the puppies. This was a very passionate episode for me, too, because I was just shaking my head a lot of this stuff. Because you and I really, and a lot of our folks, too, are pet lovers. Mm-hmm. And we go, I think, you know, we send ours to puppy daycare and mm-hmm. we make sure that they're taken care of. Spoiled. Including when we purchased their harness, mm-hmm. right? Right. And, and well, and now let's let's talk about let's talk about the difference between a car restraint and a harness because their harnesses that they have are not actually we they have a separate um restraint for the car that yeah. like hooks onto their harness. That's a good the point. harness that yeah, the harnesses that they have in and of themselves are really good harnesses, but they're not a part of like a car restraint system. So we have separate little uh, what we have. And when I bought these, uh, when Cosmo was little is when I bought these, well, I bought the first one for him. But um, I looked and I looked at ratings and everything ratings as we're going to talk about. And they said that they got good ratings and everything. So I bought this and basically it's just a, a strap that clicks into the, the buckle, you know, uh, in the back seat, and then it hooks onto their harness. So that's what that's yeah. Now harnesses, there are restraints that have the actual harness that like goes around their body. And so I think that's the difference. But ours is not like that. Okay, so just to be clear, though, because some of these are some of the ones we're going to talk about right Right. now are actually so the difference in ours is that their harness just clips into Mm -hmm. what we so that's the actual restraint. But there are some that you just that do click into the like the the, the restraint goes right, but it can be used as a harness. Exactly. I'm sure I just confused everybody up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, we'll we'll clear it up. We'll clear it up in a second. But let's talk a little bit about, like I said, this. I was so how I started this research because I do the research for our podcast is I just googled pet car restraints slash harnesses whatever and I was just shocked to see the first thing I saw was a video and I'm going to talk a little bit about who put the video out and, and get into a little bit more detail of that but of some of these top harness car restraint harnesses whatever I, I don't know how to the top out, selling the top ones. selling they that market themselves I'll say as mm-hmm. pet car restraints that were just failing, failing, mm-hmm. failing. And they had a dog owner, dog owners that were watching these mm-hmm. restraints that they had purchased fail miserably in crash testing. Right. Yeah. And so like basically it's the same type of crash test like you see with like the crash test dummies for people, right? Yes. It's and that I'm going to say thing. that was included ours. My heart sank yeah, when I, I know. saw ours. Ours failed. Yes, ours failed. So we'll be getting a new so, one, needless to say. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that. So let me talk. Let's talk first, though, before I get into the video uh, about or actually, yeah, who put out the video. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about who put out the video. The Center for Pet Safety is something that I just heard of. And they are a registered 501c nonprofit research and advocacy organization dedicated to protecting pets 
and the people who love them Mm -hmm. because you got to think when you're in a car accident with your pet and they're not restrained, they become a flying object. That's right. In the car. And especially with ours, but that's 150 pound, 40, 50 pound of flying object. Yeah. Hitting you in the back of the head. That wouldn't be good. Yes. Um, Yeah. So the Center for Pet Safety was founded by a woman named uh, Lindsay Wolko. And the reason that she even got started with this is her own dog, Maggie, was seriously injured in a, in a car accident when the harness that or the, the restraint that she was using failed. Yes. So that kind of prompted her talking about a, a, a why, a good, strong why to do what you're doing. Uh, so that prompted her to start the uh, CPS Center for Pet Safety. And then, you know, so a little bit more about her. This is from the website. So she's the founder and CEO. She's a long-term pet safety advocate. And um, she, what she's done is she's created safety standards for pet products. Uh, she launched a certification program for these products. And she's counseled pet product manufacturers around the globe. And uh, she works just tirelessly for consumer and companion animal safety. Yeah. And she has a background in project program management as well as uh, governance controls development Hmm. and she also has a bachelor's degree from Georgia Mason University she currently leads a research division of the Center for Pet Safety this is from their website by Mm -hmm. the way just Mm -hmm. in case uh, you're wondering (laughs) so okay let's talk first about a couple of just general pet safety Mm -hmm. tips before we get into how to pick out a safe restraint right okay so first of all Pets should always be in the back seat. Just like children. Just like children. You mm-hmm. would never put a toddler in the front car. Well, you shouldn't. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny. We grew up in a different. Oh, age. I know. Yeah. I grew up where the seatbelt was, <laughs> was my grandmother's hands, yeah. you know, inter- interlocked and, you know, like the oh, yeah. little church in the steeple game while we're driving. And right? no airbags. And no airbags. No. <laughs> but uh, the impact from a deployed airbag can kill your pet or cause serious injury. Mm-hmm. Injury. So right. you definitely don't want them in the front seat and certainly not between you and the steering wheel. Definitely. And another thing is is that if you've got a small pet, like a chihuahua or or a cat, I mean, some people let their cats roam around in their cars while they're driving, which just floors me. Uh, But a small pet like that can also get in between the brake pedal and the floorboard. That's right. You know, uh, I mean, think about it. A little tiny, like teacup chihuahua or something down there. You Well, A, you could just step on them, period. Or they could get stuck under there. They could get stuck under a seat and start crying. And then you're trying to like look for them and then you have an accident. So all kinds of, all kinds of um, good reasons for pets not to be in the front seat. Yeah. Distraction too. What mm-hmm. if they're starting to chew something and you're trying to figure That's out right. what they're chewing, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. And then the second tip is don't allow your pet to stick its head out the window. I know we all mm-hmm. love that cute picture of the dog sticking his head out the window. And, yeah, you know, the, the dowels even are if they're restrained. Yeah, even yeah. if they're restrained, the, the thing, and I didn't really think about this, ours don't stick. We don't roll down the windows in Texas unless yeah, you don't have yeah. air conditioning in your car. And yeah. heaven help you if that's the case. But, that's right. Uh, well, now, even if we do in the winter sometimes, you know, when we take them, we'll crack the windows a little bit. But we crack the windows so they mm-hmm. can get some sniffs, you know, but they can't. And they're, you know, they, their restraint doesn't reach that far anyway that they could actually stick their head out. But uh, we crack it a few inches so they can, like, get their nose up there and smell stuff. Yeah. But, but they that's can it. fall out. Yes. Uh, if you have yeah. your window down, yeah. they can easily fall out. And Especially if they're not restrained. The other thing I didn't think about was your dog can be hit with something. Mm -hmm. 
Or imagine if you have, heaven forbid, like a side collision. I mean, that could That's just right. completely... That's right. Uh, injure or kill your dog. Yeah, and get stuff in their eyes, all kinds yeah, of stuff. Yeah, the eyes too, yeah. 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 All right, so let's talk about picking out a safe harness, restraint, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for the first thing to look for, CPS, the Center for Pet Safety, has its own certification. And you can see there is, we're going to have some of the harnesses that are CPS certified, surprisingly. I think there's three total mm-hmm. yeah. that are certified and two of them are from the same company. <laughs> so you you want to check for that. Uh, and we're going to, again, we're going to talk about those specifically, but you want to look for that logo because this says that these, the center for pet safety is an independent testing. Mm-hmm. So here's where the, I think it gets a little malicious with some of this, other marketing from some of the, including mm-hmm. the one we purchased, because it says it's crash tested. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's so what we look being for. they're deceptive. I they're mean. being deceptive because what they don't have to tell you is whether it passed or failed. Right. And these tests, these are sub- very subjective. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you another funny kind of thing is that, you know, we've, as we've been growing our podcast and stuff, we get some people with products that reach out to us and we have some very fine people reaching out to us. And then we get, sometimes we get these products that say they're certified. <laughs> and so I always do is look into the certification. Who's it certified by? Is it Leaping Bunny? Is it to say cruelty free? Mm-hmm. Is, is it, it PETA? Is it, cer- is, it- is it certified vegan? What is it? What, who's certifying it? Yeah, I've had some people say, we certify it ourselves. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's not exactly yeah. subjective, is it? Right? So this is ex- like essentially... taking a test in school and, and saying, okay, I just, I took this test, but I gave myself an A. <laughs> I got an A, trust me. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I was so surprised when I saw this because, and, and in watching this video, we're going to have a link to the video I, I watched with the, it's a little bit long, but you know, if you want to watch it, it's very interesting. These people that had done their, what they thought was their due diligence for their dogs, like, like us, us that had it said crash test crash tested yeah. on it but it did not go into the specifics of what that meant mm-hmm. so you want to look for manufacturers that say specifically on their cps and right now mm-hmm. you're only gonna find two <laughs> two right right two manufacturers three, three, three products, restraints yeah. three yeah now hopefully that'll be changing Hopefully. Yeah. I think is this is this really I, I can't imagine how this is one of the industries to me that just blows my mind be, that this is not is so unregulated. Mm-hmm. And thank goodness for people uh, like Lindsay who mm-hmm. who created this, you know, who go out and see this gap and think this has got to change, right? Well, yeah. And and you know, I think a lot of it still comes from the the still prevalent mentality, although I think this is changing a little bit, that pets are property. That they're not—they're not considered living beings to the same extent that humans are. Agree. They're considered property, and agree. But even if you believe that, like I said, this is about people getting hurt too, right? So even if you believe that, right? Okay, but that still can hurt people. So, okay. The second point is you want to make sure that you're training your dog for how to uh, behave in the car. It took Ruth Cosmo was so easy. You know yeah. how everybody has that one easy kid. He's like the easy <laughs> kid for most for most things. I know he had a little bit of a, the terrible twos there right before we got Ruthie, but which I think is quite honestly why we got Ruthie. <laughs> yeah, I needed a break. He chilled out right after that, but she was a little bit 
harder to, 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 to train in some of situations. And one of them was a car. She was always barking at people and everybody. And she still has her little And I think that's pr- because she's more protective. And that's, that's just her nature because she's like that when we, or she has been in the past like that when we go out, you know, like to the park and to the other places too. So, right. but, but she's getting better. We're training her and she's a lot better. Yeah, exactly. Point being is that you every dog is a little bit different, and some of them are going to get anxious in the car. Some of them might not know. Some of them will get sick in the car. Some of them won't. <laughs> both so, cars I mean, <laughs> did that. I'm so glad they outgrew the the car sickness, but they yeah. both were. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the point is, is that you want to just take them out, see how they behave, make sure you're praising them, make it a fun thing for them. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be, they're going to be nervous and unsure about a new thing if this is, if it's not something they're used to doing. So take them for a little short trip, maybe just around the block and make sure when they get out, they just have a good experience mm-hmm. with this whole situation. Right. Yeah, exactly. All right. And then the last uh, little general kind of, um, tip here for when you're picking out a harness or a restraint (laughs) i did it too uh (laughs) is you want to avoid the like the zip line style or other tether products and ours ours is kind of like that actually because it's it's just a single strap it's it's a strap that's kind of made out of the like seat belt material that type of stuff but it's just a single strap that clicks into the the belt um uh what do you call it? The main belt thing. The click it. The, the little clicky thing. thing. The clicky <laughs> thing. And then it, it has a, um, a carabiner thing that clips onto their the back of their harness. Um, but you, you don't want to give them too much freedom to roam around. And, you know, a lot of people will say, but that's that's me. And, you know, they need to have room to move around. And stuff. Well, it's more mean if you don't let them if if you don't keep them you know restrained and then they go flying or you know they end up jumping over the front seat the the seat and distracting you and you have an accident or something like that um you and the other thing is if you give them a longer something they can get tangled in it which again can cause a distraction if you're trying (laughs) trying to untangle them right okay so let's talk real quick before we uh before we conclude here about the specific brands. Mm-hmm. So the brands, there's two brands. One is called Sleepy Pod and the other one is Zugopet. <laughs> so the Sleepy Pod has two that have officially that two uh, harnesses that have the the um, the certification the certification on it that uh, the the one is Click It Sport and the other one is Click it terrain, mm-hmm. and these come in small to extra large, and right. they have the sizing on there. We're going to have a couple of uh, affiliate links there mm-hmm. on on our website. So you measure <laughs> like they tell you how to measure and everything. Yes. Yeah. And then the Zugo Pet has the Rocketeer pack. Right. So these are the three that are on there, but uh, yeah, hopefully we'll start to see more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And um, and I will say that I looked at the Sleepy Pods already. Uh, I haven't looked at the Zugo Pet yet, but the Sleepy Pods look like nice high, and they're not they're 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 not inexpensive. We'll say. No, they're not. But for the the quality, they look really good quality. They look comfortable for the dogs. That's that's my main thing with them with the just the harness, which is why I got them the harnesses they have, uh, which were not cheap. They were expensive, but um, because the ones that they have currently are padded. And so they don't chafe and everything. They're padded underneath and they're adjustable in like eight different places. And, you know, so that's why I got these, but definitely, um, it's worth it to, to spend a little more money 
if it's going to protect you and your dog in the exactly. long run. All right. We hope this podcast has encouraged you to start restraining your beloved pets. If you haven't already, and if you have, please be sure to check the safety of your particular harness. If you really want to level up your activism, this is a good time to send a quick email to your dog restraint manufacturer to inquire more about safety and urge them to get certified by the CPS. Mm -hmm. Taking that small step is going to help manufacturers know that we pay attention to these things. That's what makes it so... You know, I, I'm not I don't try to be cynical, but I mean, I think it's reality that these companies are driven a lot by money. Right. Mm-hmm, right. And if they know that their consumers are paying attention to this kind of thing, mm-hmm. especially in this industry right now, where it seems like not a lot of manufacturers are paying attention. I think this can actually put a manufacturer ahead of mm-hmm. the pack. Right. By, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. Ahead of the pack by <laughs> by. Uh, <laughs> By doing, by taking this extra step to do it, just like with the uh, what do you call that the certif- the certified B, the the B company B companies, right. right? I mean, to me, that means a lot because that mm-hmm. means that they're concerned about our environment. Exactly, and they're taking yeah, steps they're taking to do steps. that. Yeah. Right. So remember, we vote with our dollars. So be sure to support these companies that are looking out for you and your family, including your furry family members. That's right. And I also wanted to add that on the link, the CPS site that we're going to be adding, they have other products as well we're talking about dog restraints today but they have carriers mm-hmm. so cat carriers and those are te- they have videos of those being tested too mm-hmm. so be sure to check out that site if so you're it's looking, not just for dogs it's not just for dogs right. right exactly all right the recipe of the week is a recipe from living vegan and this is for natural dog treats awesome and our dogs are our dogs are going okay why don't we have these (laughs) are you making these these afternoon i will have to make some i don't have any natural peanut butter right now i'll have to get some they're so easy yeah it looks very easy just flour natural peanut butter almond milk and baking powder that's right and i will say i will say that when you're making this the natural peanut butter is essential because peanut butter regular peanut butter a lot of it has uh sugar substitutes like xylitol or uh, things like that those are are poison to dogs so you really want to go for natural peanut butter that is a very good or point. grind your own peanuts that's or something, a very good point you know? because a lot of people just give their dogs peanut butter like that and it's got that's true and got, we have in the past too and and that's it's really not good for them i think you know the the tiny amount if you just give their your dog a little bit of regular peanut butter that tiny amount is not gonna really hurt them but you really don't want to be putting like a half this is a half a cup of peanut butter i, I wouldn't i wouldn't do that right Okay, I think that is it for our episode this week. Until next time, peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.